0: Welcome to Case Closed, the Contingency Fee Podcast. On the show, our team of industry experts interviews contingency fee attorneys. You will discover everything from how they got started to the secrets of their success and what's working in today's marketplace. And now, here's the Case Closed Podcast.
1: Welcome to the podcast. This is your co-host, Seth Green. Today, I have the good fortune to be interviewing David Freeman, an award-winning author and consultant who teaches lawyers how to become powerful rainmakers so they can attract great clients, multiply their income, expand their influence in their firms, and achieve more satisfying careers. He is a reformed lawyer himself a two-time best-selling author who's also authored and co-authored 15 books on business development, cross-selling, and leadership. He was inducted into the National Law Journal Hall of Fame for being voted the number one business development coach and consultant for three consecutive years in international surveys. David, thank you so much for joining us.
2: That's really my pleasure to be here. I love the opportunity to be able to share three decades worth of best practices whenever I can.
1: Well, that is awesome. Let's go back in time a little bit First of all, we're going to go back to your previous career. What inspired you to become a lawyer in the first place?
2: You know, good question. Um, I have to be honest to say it was more of a default choice and that I was in college and I was an economics major and did not want to do economics. And law school seemed to be a good, logical next step for the kind of mind that I had. (laughs) so uh, did that for a while, and then actually got out of law school, and the little joke is the only court that I went to was the tennis court, and so I actually decided that I wanted to try to live out a dream to see if I could make it as a pro tennis player. Oh, wow, you're serious. Okay. Oh, yeah, 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 and as you can tell by my lack of fame and trophies, uh, did not quite make it, but it was a fabulous experience to both have that moment of wanting to live out something in your life, And then I find that it actually applies really well in what I do because the lessons of high performance that come through, the lessons of being on your own out there on the tennis court, the incremental learning to be able to get your game up to the next level, the little step-by-step things that one has to apply, and probably the most important thing is the mindset, uh, the mindset of a champion. I didn't quite make it as a champion, quote unquote, in terms of best in the world, but I got rankings in the East and just got my game up after especially sitting on my ass for three years in law school (laughs) to be able to kind of pull it together and get that to happen was very, very satisfying.
1: I bet. So what areas of law attract you the most?
2: You know, it's interesting. Uh, I have, so for my background now, I've been doing this for almost 30 years where I've trained and coached well over 10,000 lawyers in hundreds of law firms around the world. So I practice agnostic to a degree, but um, there are certain elements that is, it's not my wheelhouse. So for example, for the kind of lawyer that's just relying on social media, billboard ads and so on, that's not my world. What my strength is, is how to teach lawyers how to build solid, genuine, great relationships and how to stay top of mind and visible, so that they've got a very high-profile brand in front of the audience that they're looking to influence. And so it's really selling without selling. Uh, there, there's a program that I've done, you know, selling for lawyers that hate selling. And Which is all of the,
1: most of them, right? Because you didn't go to law school to be to get into sales.
2: No, it's just uh, it's and it's just again, I've coached so many lawyers, and I'll get so much of that resistance of. I don't want to look desperate. I don't want to look salesy. I don't want to hurt my reputation. And I get it. And so it really is, you know, if I'm going to pop into a certain tactic, it's really about building what we call colleague to colleague relationships and not Oliver relationships, like, you know, putting your hand out and begging for more food. And this idea of just building these peer to peer relationships it works really well. It gets them in the door. It most importantly makes the lawyers comfortable to want to even engage in the process. Because what I've often seen is lawyers who tie themselves up in knots, N-O-T-S, all the reasons why not to go out there and pursue the new client, follow up with this person. And so they need to have a set of tools where they go, I could do that. I'm comfortable with that. And that's where the fun of the coaching comes in. Often I'll have a coaching session and first 20, 25 minutes, I'm getting, no, no, can't do that. No. Oh yeah, I could do that one. And that's the beauty and the art of this process.
1: So how did you come up with the process?
2: Uh, You know, it started out, I practiced for a little while and then uh, I found a group called the Edge Group. And the Edge Group was doing business development rainmaking training for law firms I learned their system and then worked with another consultant for a while. And 22, 23, whatever years ago, I kind of said, you know what? What you're doing is great, but there are things I want to do. There's things that I'm seeing that I'm not seeing you do. And unfortunately, when you're on other people's systems, they're saying our system works. So we just want to do it this way. But I have the entrepreneur spirit. And so I always wanted to expand what could be done. Uh, I actually was a balanced scorecard consultant for a few years. And the beauty of the balanced scorecard is that it looks at an organization on four levels. It's your people and performance, your internal operations, your customers slash clients, and then financials. And most organizations are very unbalanced how they measure themselves. I mean, a law firm, it's billable hours and dollars in the door. But those are all lag indicators. End of the day, we have to measure the things that will get you there. And so I started running retreats where I would take a whole firm or a practice or an office, and we'd put them through this process where they're looking at all elements. It's so much fun. I mean, the, the ahas that they get and the idea that to get them collaboratively working together and planning, and maybe you can hear that thunder and lightning outside. <laughs> um, the, so yes, if I just fry, you know what just happened here. It's just really fun to get them to get the ahagas. They're just so blinded in, I've got the work I have to do. And they're not getting a global look at how do I build for the future? What are the elements that have to be in place? So to take a two to four hour break and have them look globally and then come up with a collaborative process was great. So it's all those elements that I plug in to be able to help lawyers figure out what they need to do to attract better clients, have more satisfying careers, uh, It's a fascinating game to play. And it is a game, you know, just like anything else.
1: For sure. So give us an example of a particular practice area of attorney and then what type of colleague to colleague relationships you'd help them build and nurture.
2: Mm -hmm. So let's see, somebody I worked with yesterday. So I'll make it (laughs) semi-generic. So this person has a practice for doing Uh, international arbitration. And there's one country in particular that he is focusing on more than others because he has a background being born and raised and growing up in that country. So he wants to go and build relationships with general counsel in those countries in the major companies. So the technique here is to basically that we're using is for him to create some kind of a state of the industry report. And so it gives him pure cold calling rights to be able to reach out to somebody wearing his intellectual to intellectual hat. Hello there, Jim. I'm reaching out. And and actually, let me start this over a little bit, which is he can reach out first to his network. And then there's what I call cascaded networking. So it's, hey, Seth, um, I'm doing this survey. I'd love to get some of your input on the issues and blah, 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 blah that you're seeing. Interview, great. At the end, Seth, thank you so much. And by the way, Seth, do you know any other general counsel inside of large manufacturing companies in your country that also might give me some information? And then this is a way to work your network through your network. It's elegant. It's getting a referral, but it's not getting a referral for work, which makes everybody uncomfortable. And this way they can get on the radar and get to meet these people. So they get the first outreach. Then once the report is done, they could reach out again and say, I've got the report. Thank you. Then they could say, Hey, if you would like me to do an internal presentation for your team on this, happy to do it by zoom or live or whatever. And then to put them on any kind of an ongoing touch list for the monthly email, talking about the tips for international, this or that. So it's a way of starting the relationship and the getting permission to continue the relationship. So that's one technique that I found works really nicely. Uh, Another technique that works across the board is when uh, lawyers are going off to conferences and they're often, they're not that great, right? I mean, we go see our few friends and that's it, but how do I start a conversation with somebody new? And so same thing. It could be, I'm writing an article and I'd like to get your input. I'm going to be co-hosting a podcast and I'm looking for information or I'm looking for guests. Would you like to be a guest? And so on. So that's a cool thing. And so when I look at conferences, I look at it as a before, a during, and an after time frame. The before, call people in advance, try to get appointments. While you're there, have those meetings and then have other conversations using your technique of I'm writing, I'm speaking, I'd love your input, whatever. But then there's some magic, which is you go and get the invitation list. Who attended the conference? And then for the people you wanted to meet, but you didn't. Hey there Seth, I was at the conference I was hoping to bump into you but I didn't. And I'd really like to chat with you about and then you fill in the blank of whatever the elegant reason for meeting each other is. So this gives, you know, lawyers who I was just on doing a session with a major law firm in Nigeria. And one of the uh, associates said, "What do you do about introverts?" You know, some of us are very uncomfortable doing this. And then I brought up this colleague to colleague approach. Uh, like you could just be in your geek zone, talking about what you like, and not necessarily having to just talk about general stuff, and they loved it. So it's it's all very person specific, but there's a lot of techniques that people can extrapolate from that can work in many many different situations.
1: I love what you just laid out, and I know we're only scratching the surface, and I know that's only one strategy, but it parallels so well with some of the stuff we do here in that we do here. In a different way, I I was writing down ideas as to how we could take this to a whole new level. I love the soft building of relationships. No one's like, oh, no, I'm asking for business. I'm like, hey, do you know someone else who got hurt? Can you refer me a patient? Can you refer me this or that? It's a warm, fuzzy introduction. It's an ego stroke for them because it's in in the survey case, it's about their intelligence and they get to show off what they know and how smart they are. I think, and I know that's only one of your strategies, but it's a phenomenal one. And I love that that's the one you chose to share. You've been doing this for so long. You've literally got shoeboxes filled with case studies of law firms and lawyers this has worked for. Can you share with us one? I mean, you talked about uh. the guy looking for general counsels. Can you talk about like, the t- obviously, if he did it yesterday, You might need to go back further in time to give us one where you have results like, hey, this generated 72 relationships and $400,000 in revenue, if you know those numbers.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, You know, I often don't get shared the numbers with me, but, you know, I know that they build some great relationships. One fellow who is um, an antitrust lawyer. And what our strategy was there is he loved to write. So he actually got himself into Forbes and then is able to consistently put that out there in Forbes. From that, he got people to reach out to him. But then the other strategy is he has a a sort of a different way of approaching antitrust. And so he wanted to write a book. And that's what actually got us started on the Forbes idea, which is, okay, I'll say, Fred, uh, do you have time to sit down and write a book? No freaking way. I have no time to write a book. All right. Well, what if you created small snippets of the book over time? like putting together articles for a Forbes or a whatever. Oh, I could do that. So now he's got, I don't know if it's a dozen or more, but he's got a number of articles that he's written. It's it's the fodder for his book. And within a year or so, he's going to be able to put the book together. From this and the articles he wrote, he then sent some of those articles to some major, major companies who were involved in antitrust litigation, basically saying, you know, I've got another way of looking at this. And here, I actually wrote an article that has some relation to that, blah, blah, blah. He's gotten work from that. So the beauty of using borrowed authority, meaning a Forbes, um, a podcast like yours, things of that nature, to be able to give people that third-party credibility. And this is important, especially for lawyers that are solo and small practitioners. And so you know they're saying, how am I going to compete against you know the mega firms in the world? Well, you've got to build your brand and you have to get seen. And sometimes it's a, it's a ladder approach. So as an example, when I first got started doing what I do, I was living in Boulder, Colorado. And so I reached out to the Boulder Bar Association and I said, Hey, would you like an article on uh, business development? And they said, sure. Now I think their criteria was, could I fog a mirror? And I passed that test. So that was good. But you know, you find your on-ramp, wrote the article, showed the article to the Denver Bar Association. Sure. Show the article to the Colorado Bar Association. Sure, ABA, sure. So just getting started and getting going is important. And of course, today with Chat GPT, it makes it easy to be able to crank the outlines and get it going and so on. I'm sure a number of you have seen some of that writing. It feels perhaps a little mechanical. So don't just rely on that and make sure you get your voice and your personality out there. And then even just staying with this riff for a moment, while I like writing, I think getting some sort of a video presence is much more powerful, especially now in the age of chat, GBT, until deepfake comes in, right? <laughs> but you know, to be able to get people to experience you, to feel, to see, because there's two parts to the relationship. If I'm looking to hire a lawyer, there's two things going on in my head. Number one, can you do the job technically? Number two, am I going to like working with you? And so the like, the no like and trust part, which is where something like a live process like this shows you off, that's what's powerful. So a lot of lawyers I know, they're filming these one to two to three minute short little snippets. And what's beautiful about that is that, yeah, you're used to writing the 1,200, 1,500 word, couple of thousand word article. You could break it up into five pieces. Short, sweet, send it out, next one. Then you can interview people on your short, sweet (laughs) videos. I mean, just so many techniques for relationship building and building your own brand.
1: You are absolutely right. I, I, we're absolutely going to have to have you back because we get to have a much deeper conversation and go through a whole lot more. Um, for our folks watching and listening who want to learn more, I know you've got a very special offer for our viewers and our listeners. Can you tell them the amazing program that you're offering?
2: Yeah, thank you. So what I did over COVID... <laughs> other than you know, wait for some work to come in because everybody's shut down, was that I got a chance to do something I've been meaning to do for a very, very long time, which was to collect what I've learned over three decades and to put it into a replicable process. So I created an online program. I call it Lawyer Book Builder. One could see it at lawyerbookbuilder.com. And, and so it basically is taking all of these skills to be a rainmaker And I put them into 10 modules, 34 short videos, worksheets, downloads, all these things to get the best of my thinking over three decades in front of you 24 seven. And so this online course is something that is sort of my love labor. (laughs) And, you know, it's hard to be able to scale when people are asking and I've priced it in a way that it's a fraction of what my personal coaching fees would be. And so I'm offering this up to your listeners, uh, Let's see. I think you know what the code is better than I do. I think it's uh so the, the the fee on this program is normally 2495. I'm offering a 30% discount to listeners of this program. And I think uh if you go on to lawyerbookbuilder.com, go all the way down, and then on the left-hand column, there's a section that offers up the program for 2495. If you go in there and you put in, what did we do? Seth LBB for lawyer book builder 30. Uh, Sorry, Seth LBB 30. That will get you 30% off. I have this active up until uh, July 23rd. And so if this is something of interest, feel free. Otherwise, feel free to reach out and I'm happy to talk to anybody about this.
1: Well, we greatly appreciate the offer. We greatly appreciate your time and expertise. We will absolutely have you back. Uh, this has been Seth Green with David Freeman of lawyerbookbuilder.com. Again, the discount code is Seth LBB30. David, thank you so much for joining us.
2: Truly really a pleasure. Thank you so much for inviting me.
1: Thanks, everybody, for watching or listening. We will talk to you or see you next time.
0: Thank you for listening to another episode of Case Closed, the Contingency Fee Podcast. We hope you enjoyed listening to this week's guests and their insight. If you liked what you heard, please consider subscribing wherever you listen to podcasts case closed. The contingency fee podcast is led by industry experts who unlock insights from the nation's top contingency fee attorneys. Each week on the show, the guests share how they got started, secrets of their success, and what's working in today's marketplace. Guests on the case closed podcast include successful contingency fee attorneys that will share their secrets so you can close more cases. Tune in each week for a dynamic conversation about winning legal strategies that will grow your business.